0: favorite comic book hero followed by 84 million readers a year now he comes alive for the first time on the screen you'll see it all the spectacular adventures of the amazing spider-man now he lives
1: Spider-Man,
2: the guy in the paper. This is episode 641 for October 2020, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening song is a mix of the 1977 Spider-Man TV show music and also the very beginning of the first episode when it was released in theaters overseas. So, thank you to Shytown Spidey for mixing that for me. I also added a little bit more music that you hear within the 70s show. Before we get to our episode with uh, the cast reunion, I want to thank people that logged on to patreon.com/crawlspace and they dropped a donation and they also get some perks by doing that. So, thank you to Ghost Spider 2018, JR, Robert, Scott, Frazetta Hulk, Frederick, James, Josh, Kelly, Laura, Michael 2099, Mohammed, Noah, Patrick, Sarah, Vinkman, Walter, Will, hashtag something good for you. AJ, Andrew, Anthony, Bob, Craig, Dow, Datboy, Donnie, Eric, Vinji, Hafskumo, Ira, JB, Jay, Jared, John J, John P, Curtis, Michael K, Patrick, Ricky, Sam, Sammers, Scott, Stephen, Stuart, SymbioBro, Thomas, and Nick. Again, log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace and get some exclusive episodes such as our monthly spider satellite episode. Also, some fun ones like who is kindred, etc. So, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Thanks, guys. All right. Bucket list item checked. Reu- reuniting the 77 Spider-Man live action cast. Here it and we're live, Crawl Spacers. Welcome to our reunion show of the 1977 Spider Man show. Nicholas Hammond in the house. Welcome, Nicholas. How are you, sir? I'm just great. It's great to see you and it's great to be here. And we have Ellen Bree together again with Nicholas Hammond. What is this Is amazing? Literally.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a different continents, even.
2: <laughs> exactly. Nicholas is in Australia and I am, I am in Missouri friend. in the yeah. United States. Ellen, are you in California? I'm in LA. Yes, in Los Angeles. There you go. And uh, what's funny is the people have have started coming into the room before we even before I even hit live. So let's uh, get some uh, <laughs> comments up on the screen. Stevie is a fan of yours, Nicholas, and you know him. I Hi. I know Stevie. I know his
1: daughter Nikki. I met them both in uh, Liverpool in England, and um, they're great people, both of them. So I'm thrilled he's here. Hi, Steve.
2: We have SoFlo says, hello, Brad, Nicholas, and Ellen. There we go. Hello. And he also says it was one of my favorite television shows. Uh, Ellen, I don't know if you – Nicholas and I were talking about this. Have you ever been to the YouTube channel that celebrates the show? The C, It's the Amazing Experiment CBS series fan. Have you been to that? This, that's Paul. And uh, oh, we were right. talking – he's trying to restore the 35-millimeter prints and make them look uh, modern Great. day. So
0: fantastic. I think
2: – fantastic, and, so we got... Um, yeah, because we were we were old school, you know, no digital. Yes. Uh, we have Birdie Boy. Uh, Thank you. Saying hello. Carl says hello. Danzig says hello. <laughs> Logan is counting down literally. Uh, Danzig is in the UK watching us.
3: Oh, cool. uh Let's
2: see. Uh, I've been waiting. I, I can't wait. Uh, oh, my gosh. They're just coming in. We've got 72 people watching us at the what moment. Up? Which we just hit Welcome play a couple man. minutes ago. So Great. um let's uh, let me get my notes up and let's talk a bit about how long has it been since you two have seen each other. It wasn't seventy-nine, I hope. <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> oh wow, it's been nineteen seventy nine. Wow. I'm afraid it was. I'm embarrassed to say.
0: <laughs> when when did you go to
2: yeah. Well we, we
1: we kind of went on different paths there, a little. When, when did I leave la I left la in about 86 wow. and I came out here in 80s I mean I I still go back and forth but I kind of moved here in 87 so it's awesome. been a long time that I've been living out here but um uh, and working in la but no L- and and you got married didn't you Ellen and I got married and you know life took over
0: yeah we went different paths I got married and actually I got married the year you lost Australia I yeah. uh, Married
2: in 1986. Right? Oh, wow. We have someone from Finland says hello. Oh, right. Uh, Michael is also in Australia. He says hello. Taylor absolutely loves you, Nicholas. So there you go. <laughs> hello. Uh, Elvis uh, is in the UK saying hello. And that is in Spanish, hello, I think. <laughs> oh, in Manchester, UK says hello, says Pete. Hello, says true Pete. True. So throughout this broadcast, <laughs> I'm going to interview him a little bit. I'm going to show some pictures mm. Uh, and also at the end, I'm going to have you, Oh, just open it up for you guys to ask some questions. So, uh, one of the first pictures I have, take me through this photo shoot. What was Spider-Man actually behind you or was that superimposed later? Is that Paul, the, the stuntman? Uh,
0: well, the stuntman's name was Fred.
2: Wall. Oh, Fred? Why, why was I thinking of Paul? Um, Fred? Yeah.
0: I think, you know, I've oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I think that was superimposed. Okay, but I can't remember for sure. What do you think, Nicholas?
1: Yeah, it was. It, I mean, obviously, the four of us, the four cast members. That was a, right. that was a shot. In fact, I think that was a TV. I think that was a TV Week cover. And uh, oh, then, yeah. the, yes, they created the uh, the web and the and the they the superimposed right. Freddie in the background. Right.
2: right. And as we were talking before we hit uh, go, go live, 2020 marks the 43rd anniversary of this show. And I Gee. imagine you've done a lot of different shows that don't have the longevity of this mm-hmm. show. We're talking 43 years later. What, can you explain the the longevity of this show? It's a miracle. Yeah. Alan, what do you, how do you attribute I, it? Why are I we still can't. talking about I, it? I'm I mean, I might. It
0: was one of the early parts of the Marvel Universe, and yeah. uh, it's gotten a real hmm. foothold.
2: So uh, I'm going to show you some flashback pictures. Uh, let me uh, get this back up, and we're going to show. Let's take a look at you guys from back in the day. Look at that! <laughs> Do you guys remember what you were doing I, I'm in that not picture? It yet. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh look adorable. at that one!
0: Isn't that adorable? Look
1: at you, Ellen. And here's, you're so an gorgeous, Ellen. You are Here's some cute. more. Here's color.
0: I think oh, we yeah. were in the Oh yeah. They flew us back, and we were shooting. I think that
1: was in New, New York.
0: York. Uh-huh. We were, but we had some sequences that we were shooting in New York, right? Um, because that's where the show was
3: supposed mm, to. Right. You
0: know, uh, that's where the series, yeah. where Spider-Man was. And yeah.
2: they did a lot of publicity shots back in New York. Uh, oh, we looked yeah. adorable. <laughs> so no, we did, we did. When I, I, I actually recently over the last month or two, I've been I watched all of them on YouTube because they aren't on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever streaming. So one of my biggest questions is why was Peter Parker so oblivious to Julie Masters? I mean, she would have been the perfect girlfriend. I uh, there's the first appearance. Aww. You guys were flirty. So look at but that. You, you, see got, this, you guys this, look at all that. Right, well, I'm going to answer that for you. Okay. Yeah. Can you see that? You were block. She was she's, blocking she's, your shot. Is, and then the, you blocked I, her. Okay.
0: We were competitive. <laughs> yeah. I
2: think, I think.
1: Yeah. I think it was the thing. I mean, you know, there was a fundamental thing. Yes. We were competitive with our job, but at the same time, You know, it was that unresolved sexual tension because Mm. Peter had this thing where he could never let any girl get that too close to him because it would put her in danger. He could never reveal the secret, you know, of who he really was, because the minute some girlfriend knew that the bad guys would be targeting her. Yeah. And so it was that thing that he had to live with. He was clearly attracted to Julie. Yeah. And that attraction sometimes you know, took the form of, of bristling and sparking with each other competitively. But mm-hmm. I think I think throughout the whole series, and it was true with, you know, I mean, there was Donna Cameron and there was Lisa Albacher. And there were other girls where you thought, mm-hmm. oh, maybe this will be the girlfriend, Rosalind Chow. Yeah. But always at the back of it, you know, in my mind anyway, I was always thinking... You know, if they go back to Peter's place, she's going to see the suit hanging in the closet. <laughs> and, you know, then what's he going to say? Yeah. And, and the minute the minute any any woman who he allows, to, you know, that kind of intimacy with, she's a target. She's got a bullseye yeah. on her head with every criminal who hates Spider-Man. So I, I think yeah. that's kind of and in a way, I think it was interesting because it wasn't the cliche of, Oh, they just instantly become boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It was, they were equals working
2: at the paper. Right. And that was kind of cool in a way. Ellen, the very, oh, very <laughs> first time. You you ap- <laughs> Ellen, the very first time you appear on that moped, you yeah. give, you give Nicholas a look mm-hmm. like you flirt with your eyes to him on that very first shot you were in with him. Do you think they would have <laughs> made a good couple?
0: I think they would have eventually yes. um, we were, we were on rival yeah. newspapers. So there was yeah. a healthy rivalry, but also a camaraderie and a genuine life, uh, you know, affection for each other. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to add you know, if the series had gone for a number of years, then maybe they would have gotten together. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, we... Yeah, I, think so. I we, think so. We were bounced around so much in yes. those two seasons that it, it never really found mm. its audience. Well, apparently it did, but uh, back then, they never gave it a regular time slot, which was unfortunate. And I'm just figuring, you know, maybe in year six or seven, maybe. <laughs> together.
2: Yeah. That's one thing I had a question mm-hmm. about. What was up with CBS yeah, moving yeah. it all over yeah, the I'm place? Sure, sure right. I, 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 I heard <laughs> CBS <laughs> didn't want to be the superhero network, is mm-hmm. what I've heard. They had the yes. Hulk and Wonder Woman.
0: Um I I got I, I got well, I heard things like the, the irony happened. is it's is that cartoon when network when
2: the yeah. when the pilot Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Nicholas. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you know, I think it's true because I think the thing is, oh, I'm just gonna say, I was just gonna say that, um, you know, when the pilot aired, it was the highest rated show CBS had that year. Yeah, And I think they felt we can put this show anywhere. We can change it from this night to that night. And, you know, we've got a huge hit on our hands. And that just is not the way you build an audience, you know. I mean, people couldn't find us, as Ellen said. You know, one week we're on at Wednesday at 7.30. The next week we're on, you know, Friday at 8 o'clock. And people were chasing us to find us. And, and I do think that's true also, what Ellen said, about CBS used to call themselves the Tiffany network of television. They thought mm-hmm. they were the classiest network on. And... You've got to remember, this is before the whole Spider-Man movie franchise. It's before the yeah. Superman franchise. Um, superhero shows in those days had been Batman, Green Lantern, and things that were kind of slightly sort of a joke, you know, kind of making fun of the character, which is not at all what we wanted to do. And... Um, you know, we wanted to we wanted to tell make a really damn good show each week. Mm-hmm. So I think we just fell between the stools as far as the network.
2: Yeah,
0: and it really is, oh, I'm
1: just reading good. that. That is so sweet. Thank and you, Barb.
0: This is really about finding your audience. I I actually went back and looked at where we broadcasting, and mm-hmm. I mean, there'd be two shows on different nights in February, and yes. then there'd be one show in mm-hmm. April. And one show in, in, yes. and, and you know, you can't build an audience that way. you just can't.
2: Yeah. Uh, real quick. I've got one Let's more picture it. that. Uh, no, you can't. it's it yeah. that's This Peter Parker is a romantic. He almost went in for a kiss in prison. This is as close as you guys had to a kiss on screen. So Peter Parker, what were you thinking? <laughs> well, I, I, I've got to wait. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> oh God did he kiss no you did not really? kiss but you get the camera slowly pulled in pushed into you guys and it was implied oh, that Peter right. was going to go yes. into for a kiss but he never did but the person well, that he did kiss silly me this will make this will make Ellen upset you went oh. to Hong Kong and oh, kissed Rosalind what happened?
0: <laughs> not fair. Not fair.
1: And, and, you know, Ros and Ellen live within a few blocks of each other right now, yeah. which is what's so funny in the neighborhood <laughs> I used to live in. So, you know, what goes around comes around. And Rosalind's a marvelous woman and a great actress herself to this day. Yeah. She's in Marulan. you know, the new big uh, Chinese movie. You know, she's yeah. a lovely girl. So let's
2: talk about how I you was told- very lucky.
1: I had the most wonderful you leading did. women. You
2: did. What you yeah, do in the seventies? Yeah. I tell you. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about how you each got the job. Nick, let's talk about how you got the job. Did someone see you in a play? Is that what I understood?
1: Yeah, I mean, unbeknownst, I didn't realize it. I was working in L.A. at the Center Theater Group downtown mm-hmm. in a theater called the Mark Taper Forum, and I was I'd done a number of plays there, and I was in a play, and mm-hmm. apparently the CBS casting director. They'd been looking and they'd been reading boys to play Peter Parker. And for whatever reason, they hadn't found who they liked. And the casting director saw me in the, who I think was Lynn Stallmaster, wasn't it, Helen? Yeah, yeah. I think Lynn Stallmaster was casting the show. Yes. And anyway, so Lynn saw me in the show and, in, and asked me to come in and and I read. And then I went in and read for the producers and, um, and you know, I got the job. I mean, that was pretty much it. Nice. And I remember saying to them, look, if what you're looking for is kind of like a sort of muscle man guy, that I'm not the guy. But if you want Peter Parker to try to be as real as possible, then I think that would be a really interesting challenge as an actor to play mm. somebody who is a superhero. But we can convince the audience he's no different from anybody else.
2: Right. I, I think that's how I got it. Ellen, talk about how you got the, the job. You came in season two. Okay. Yeah. I
0: came in season two. And... Yeah. I was Mm -hmm. in New York, I was living and working in New York, and about six months, maybe eight months before I tested for Spider-Man, I had uh, tested for a show called Submariner Man, and the Mm -hmm. producer of that show was Lee Siegel, or as he goes, Lionel Siegel, but we all called him Lee Siegel. Lionel Siegel was the producer of Submariner Man, That starred Patrick Duffy. I don't think I don't even think it went more than the pilot. But anyway, I had screen tested for that in New York and nothing came of it. I didn't get the job. And out of the blue, um, Lee Siegel got in touch with my representative and said that he was now this was probably about eight months later. uh, He was now the line producer of Spider-Man. And he remembered my, this is, you never know what's going to, you know, come of what you do, Uh, work begets work, uh, auditions too. I did the screen test for um, Submariner Man and Lee Siegel had remembered that screen test and liked me, didn't feel I was right for that, felt I was dead right for the role on um, Spider-Man and out of the blue, he called me in. I, flew to they flew me to LA to screen test and yeah. actually Nicholas um did the screen test with me. <laughs> oh, that's funny.
1: That's so cool. Yeah. I did because uh it was down to between Ellen and a couple of other girls and since obviously this is somebody I was going to be working with every day for the next yeah as Ellen says, who knows how many years. I wanted to be, you know, A, I wanted to be able to be as much help as possible and let them audition with the real person rather than with some reader. And B, I wanted to sense the chemistry, and there was no question that Ellen was without a doubt. Everyone was they were all good actresses, but there was a there was a there was a naturalness to Ellen and a yeah. realness to Ellen. You know, there was yeah. nothing kind of Hollywood or uh, you know, she was like a real young woman who you right. absolutely would believe had that job at that newspaper and deserved the job. So it, it, there was no question. I don't think in anybody's mind, uh, among the finalists, right. to who it should be. De-
2: mm-hmm. Delmo it actually is bringing up something I was going to ask you, Ellen. You were the stunt woman for Margot Kidder in Superman 2, and that was before Spider Man. And I actually have a picture of you with uh, Margot Kidder. You fell on that that apple or that, I fell
0: fruit. On that uh, fruit cart. Yeah, I did the stunts for Margot Kidder. Yeah. In well, it's very specific. I did the stunts for Margot Kidder in the New York sequences of okay. Spider-Man one and Spider-Man Two.
2: Oh wow, that's so, crazy. I, yes, I, I watched I this that. scene recently on uh DVD. So did you hit the awning and then flip on the on the vegetable cart or fruit cart? Yeah. How did, wow, passed. that is that is a fall, girl. I don't see how you did that. <laughs> well there's
0: very interesting camera angles what happened was they had the awning i jumped it was really like a flip i i had done tumbling um in school and i jumped out a window well it was scaffolding i went from the scaffolding jumped onto the there you
2: go another picture
0: back flip uh i mean did a you know forward flip onto the fruit cart and actually, um, I'm pointing, but see the guy right uh, between me and the car? Uh, yeah,
2: that guy right here.
0: That guy there. Okay, yeah. that was the stunt coordinator <laughs> who, who was uh, who they dressed up as the push cart, the fruit cart. Oh. But he was actually the stunt coordinator, and he was spotting me.
2: So. <laughs> oh, if you fell out, yeah.
0: So, And also, just so you know... It was all s- scored fruit, in other words, cut up, chopped up fruit, so it was soft. And the pushcart was mostly made of balsa wood.
2: Oh, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> and, oh! And this guy over here in the um, in the foreground, this guy, uh, you can see on the back of his T-shirt, it says stunts. Yeah. I think it said stunts unlimited. Okay, he was <laughs> the one who was up there on the scaffolding with me with wow. the. And as I went down, he had a pole, which you can see in his, yeah. in his hand, he depressed the awning. So it made it look like, you know, my wow. whole body was falling into the awning. But wow. in fact, I I was flipping off the scaffolding into the uh,
2: push cart. I think these are these extras are legitimately frightened <laughs> of your stunt <laughs> over here.
0: Not <laughs> only that, when I actually when I saw these photos the next day, because yeah. It actually made you know this was all done in front of the new york post which they did a mock-up at, at yes yeah. it was the what the daily the daily bugle I
2: No, think. Pl- planet P- daily planet. The, planet
0: that's right the bugle yeah. was our,
2: spider-man the, uh, we were the bugle Yeah, uh, uh,
0: the daily planet it was the new york post building so they were covering this yeah. very heavily and they there were a series of shots here that ended up on the front page of the New York post. And when I saw this photograph, I thought, Oh my God, I almost missed the mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone was generally, genuinely terrified. Luckily. So, I so.
2: Since we're on we're talking about stunts, uh, I was going to do this a little later, but I've got pictures. Is this you, Ellen, running from a bear in an episode? The bear is over here. Over.
0: Yes, yes, that's the Kirk
2: haunting. Yeah, are you? Is that you? That's not a stunt double. That's me. So tell me, is that? Tell me how that stunt went down. You were running from a bear. I think it's me. I
0: remember the whole thing, and I remember running.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, in that particular episode
0: there, I think they, pat, you know, they sort of spliced it in.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, I, Oh, let me pan. Well, there's the bear. Here's the bear back here. I just need to pan. There's the bear.
0: I'm trying to remember that.
2: Yeah. And, and in that particular episode, I'm calling it the tiger King episode because, uh, at one point Spider-Man gets a branch and, he whips a tiger <laughs> so that was as hemisphere. you do as you yes. do i mean
0: <laughs> actually you you're jogging my memory i believe yeah. there was a, a an animal handler Yeah. and although it was a bear i i do remember yeah. this it was a bear but it wasn't yeah. a rocious bear and oh, no.
2: was, <laughs> still it's a bear
0: <laughs> but actually i had a very healthy lead
2: Okay, yeah. <laughs> still.
0: <laughs> but it, 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 it looks scarier than it was.
2: Oh, it, it's but still it, a bear. <laughs> but you know, the funny thing about
1: this, when they have these yeah. animals, wild yeah. animals, as Ellen says, you know, they've got a wrangler and these animals are supposedly trained and they're trained for the movies. Yeah. But what always happens is, like, I've done them with lions and, you know, tigers and things. Mm-hmm. And they say, look, this this lion, you know, he's like a pussycat. He's the nicest animal in the world. You mm-hmm. can, you know, lie down next to him, all that then they get t- ready to do the shot, right? Yeah. Suddenly the whole crew has moved like <laughs> into the next into the next zip code behind. Yeah, exactly. You. And you're going, oh, oh. right. Okay. It's right. just me and the lion now.
2: Which one's the sucker? Yeah, you know. <laughs> so we, we talked a little bit earlier, the fans. The fans are still talking about this. I have some pictures of fan stuff that they've done. And feel free to share any funny fan interactions. Uh, this is you, Nicholas. Look at that. I think that oh, looks yeah. cool. Uh, <laughs> this cool. this is your costume, recreating yep. the first appearance of Spider-Man.
0: That's fantastic.
2: Uh, some That's fans have drawn artwork. this. There you are. Oh whoa! Is my chin that big? I knew it was big. They, <laughs> they used Jay Leno's on that one. <laughs> <Right>. They've created <laughs> bro- action figures of you. Look at your belt. Look at your web oh, shooter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mm -hmm. you've got this, this piece of art, I think looks really cool. Look at that one. Look at you. Yeah. Gosh, (laughs) these people are, they're so creative, aren't they? And I I don't know if you've, you know, Funko pops, but they even made you a Funko pop. This is a custom. I'd love to have one of those. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it cool? It looks so cute. So have you guys had some fun fan interactions over the years about Spider-Man? You
1: go first, Alan.
2: Oh,
0: um, I have um nothing specific comes to mind. I fans are wonderful. I,
3: yeah.
0: They're they're happy to see you. They're so enthusiastic. It just it always brightens my day. I
2: yeah.
0: I always love interacting with fans. Right. And um mm. I've never had anyone be inappropriate. Everybody's really just happy to to meet you and and kind and
2: excited and it's, it's definitely a, an upper. Well, yeah, no doubt. Nicholas talk about your fan interaction. Well, it's the same as Ellen said. I mean, it,
1: it, it's wonderful to think that when people come up and say, when I was a kid, you know, I used to get excited watching that show or now I've shown it to my kids and they're, they like watching it. It just gives you, you know, it makes you, feel great to think that you were involved in something that as you say, even all these years later um, manages to give people pleasure. And, and it's remarkable to me that you can still be in an airport or in a Mm -hmm. shopping mall or walking down the street and someone will go, Oh, Peter Parker, you know, you think really, you still remember that and they do. And, and it is great. And I've, I've had a few over the years that have, you know, I mean, uh, Jose Cuadros in Spain, who I've never met, but he has been the most one of the most devoted um mm-hmm. fans of this show, everybody on it. Uh, Stevie, who I just mentioned in Northern England. You know, some of them are but do become like friends because they know more about the show than I do. Mm-hmm. And I, I I love that. Thank you, Danzig. I'm glad she likes it. Awesome. So yeah, it's great. Well, actually I probably should tell you that that mm-hmm. among those fans who loved it as a kid was Quentin Tarantino. And that's why he put me in the spirit.
0: Great story. Go for it.
1: Tell this story. I love this one too. Well, uh, I mean, Quentin apparently was one of those kids. I mean, I haven't done the math, but in 1978, how old Quentin would have been? Uh, Or maybe he saw it, you know, uh, on videotapes when he was older, but when he was working in the video store, um, but he he loved the show. And you mentioned about the gentleman who was restoring the 35 millimeter prints. Right. Uh, Quentin found, he found the 90 minute pilot, which was released theatrically in movie theaters in Britain and Europe. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I think all of the two parters, all of the the two parter shows got theatrical releases um, outside of the US. He found the pilot, Somebody in Britain still had the film cans with the 35 millimeter print. He restored it. He ran it as a feature film at his movie theater in Beverly Hills at the New Beverly. And his people got in touch with my manager and they said, Look, Quentin would love to meet him. And I said, I'm a huge fan of Quentin Tarantino's. And so I went to LA and he flew me there and we. Met and then he offered me the role of Sam Wanamaker in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And that's I so think, cool. well, there you go. Playing Peter Parker, it still has a carry on effect. Yeah,
2: it was cool. Very what is cool. it like and to play a, a director for Quentin Tarantino? I mean, that's <laughs> that, that's that's uh like well, uh, inception almost. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I know. It was just amazing. So I loved working with him. And, and yeah. you know, we, it's another thing off the bucket list.
2: <laughs> oh, no doubt. You guys but are really, a thing on my bucket way, list. So thank you both for doing this. I so appreciate it. A lot of oh, these of pictures are from, I want to give them a shout out. They There's a Facebook fan page for you guys. The Amazing Spider-Man TV series. And huh. they, uh, the owners of the, oh, look, you're on the crawl space right now. Look at that. Huh. There it is. <laughs> so oh, yeah. check out this uh, Facebook page. Uh, they have a lot of pictures. That is where I'm pulling these from. Okay. So we talked. We talked Great. a bit about uh, Fred, uh, the stunt man. What is this man like? I I think he is scared of nothing. He is just amazing, literally. Mm.
3: <laughs> well, well <he> <laughs> wasn't
0: true. afraid of heights.
2: Uh,
0: no. Now he he was a lovely man, gentle, soft, and low key, unassuming. I mean, he was doing amazing stunts yes. uh, mm. but he was a real team player and just a real decent guy very yeah. um, very gentle lovely man very
2: i am great. i am amazed at this camera that he put on his head which mm. is he looks like a
0: football,
2: which is a football it looks like a football yeah. helmet it's got a camera on the side talk That's about right. that a little bit
1: well i mean you know what ellen says is right you what people forget is, you know, this is long before CGI. So yeah. when you see Freddie, you know, 69 stories up on the side of the Empire State Building, that's Freddie 69 stories up in the air on the side exactly. of the Empire State Building or in Hong Kong or in, you know, L.A. or wherever. And he and again, this is before we had steady cams, before we had all the technology. He, he literally took an old Araflex 16 millimeter camera and found a way to fit it inside a crash helmet. And he, yeah. he basically invented that himself. I mean, uh, he was terribly clever. He had started out in the circus. He had been oh. a high wire. He'd <laughs> been a high wire man, which is wow. I think why he was completely fearless with heights. You yeah. know, they didn't bother him at all. And um, and he was he was he was a kind, good man, and um, was was very happy to um, uh, uh, thanks John. He, and very happy to know that his role in this was not to be the actor. His role was to be the stuntman. And yeah. um, whenever there was a stunt, I never was one of those guys who said, oh, no, let me do it. I thought he could do it much better than me. Yeah. Um, I always wore the suit if I had to play a scene with another actor. I didn't mm-hmm. think it was fair on another actor because Freddie wasn't an actor and didn't pretend to be. And so, I mean, if you've ever seen me in scenes with Ellen, for instance – where you see Ellen talking to Spider-Man, that's me, yeah. you know, uh, I, I, or whomever he might've had to interact with, you know, in that way. But Fred was, a, he was a terrific guy.
2: Yeah. yeah. He, Ellen, sure. talk about Speaking your interactions with Fred. Did you have some scenes with him? Um,
0: well, as Nicholas just said, when when Julie Masters was interacting with Spider-Man, yeah. I was interacting with Nicholas because Nicholas wore the suit Right. Mm-hmm. Scenes, the strictly stunt stuff Freddie was doing, um, and we weren't really involved in that. He was an interesting, very clever man. I mean, in addition yeah. to being a great stuntman, he did all the this rigging and was the stunt coordinator for the show. Mm-hmm. So he got involved with all the other stuntmen uh doing the stunts, and he jerry-rigged a lot of stuff. It wasn't just yeah. that that camera thing helmet mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. He had all sorts of yeah, you know Jerry rigged things that he, really yeah. good
1: now. Uh, he was a really nice man. he yeah, yeah. go ahead go on. No, I was I
2: was just gonna say that um uh
1: yeah, well that was it. That was it.
2: Yeah. We have people saying what a thrill this is. I watched it when it mm-hmm. debuted, I was seven, it was so amazing. Uh <laughs> thanks for doing this. Thank you, uh, Chris. The uh Vinkman says the pilot, the deadly dust and Chinese were shown theatrically international yeah. markets. Uh, that, that's one thing they did. They bundled two episodes together to make a two hour so they can syndicate it. That's how I saw it in the eighties is syndicated right. on ind- independent channels and, and et cetera.
0: There was a so. show that they didn't do that too. It was an uneven number. So yes. a lot of people, I don't think have seen the captive tower, uh, which was the first show I did. Oh. It didn't yes. bundle because of, you know, it was an uneven number of, of episodes.
2: That Captain Tower is on YouTube, and I call that your Die Hard episode. Someone takes <laughs> over a building, and it's a smart building, and that's the first scene where you roll up on the moped. What was that moped like, by the way? <laughs> oh,
0: it was fun. Yeah, I it. I've never been on a moped before, and i never I certainly had never driven one. It was it was terrifying for about five minutes, and then it was <laughs>
2: fun. And Nicholas, I, I I think I might know my cars. Was that a, was that a Chevy Nova you drove around in? I think
1: it was. It was okay. something very modest. I know it was the <laughs> idea that you know. I mean, Peter didn't have much money. You know, after all, he's yeah. still living with Aunt May. And yeah, um, yeah it, it was. It, that was the other thing to try to make it look real. It was you know you figure okay, a guy who's putting himself through college by getting a job at a paper. Yeah, He's not going to be driving a flash car and wearing expensive clothes. You know? right, he's, exactly. he's got the one corduroy jacket that he wears in every single episode. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I wanted to talk about uh, your guest stars and also mm-hmm. your series regulars and talk about him. He was a great J. Jonah Jameson. I mean, sure was. I just uh, Robert F. Simon, mm-hmm. he, talk a bit about what it was like to work with him. You know, he was terrific right mm-hmm. from the first minute
1: when he came in. He didn't yeah. do the pilot, but he, uh, but, but he came in for the series. And you know, I've seen Bob on old movies now, and I wish I'd known more about his career when he yeah. worked with us, because he was such a fine actor and he had such a great catalog of work he had done before he came in, but he really was in a way, he was kind of like the anchor, you know, yeah. in that office. And we all had great respect for him, and, and he was just a kind of terrific man. You know, I, I'll say this about all of them. I, I was incredibly lucky because, you know, when you're playing the lead in a series, the, the hours are hugely long and the, the strain is great. And I was so well supported by Ellen, by Bob, by Michael Pataki, by by uh, Chip. You know, it, it was a terrific team. I don't remember, you, you might, Ellen, I don't remember any time ever, that there was a disagreement that there was a problem that there was a drama on the set by yeah. the you know with the actors there was no
0: it was, a, nice it was, there.
1: It was yeah. just a really really great atmosphere so it was a, yeah. it was really fortunate because you know it's not easy I mean as we were saying earlier you've got a network breathing down your neck every week. You know, and (laughs) I'll have your head on a silver platter. Yes, thank you, Lee, for reminding me (laughs) of that. That was funny. And didn't he deliver it brilliantly? Yes. Yes. I love you guys who remember our
2: lines. One of my (laughs) favorites was in both seasons, Chip Fields. Talk Mm. about her. I I just adored her in the show.
1: Well, I mean, let's just first lay it on the table. It was one of the first times that an African-American woman, had been given uh, a series regular on on a primetime television series. Yeah. And, you know, um, Diane Carroll had done a show, but to in- include Chip, a, she was extremely good in the show, but also yes. the fact that it was colorblind casting. You know, she wasn't playing someone who was there because she was African-American. That wasn't an mm-hmm. issue. In mm-hmm. fact, it kind of never even was referred to. She yeah. was just there because she was damn good at her job at the Bugle, you know? So in some ways it was kind of, you know, it, it was very sort of enlightened um, message sending. Also, the other thing I'll just say about Chip is that I don't know whether she brought them in or whether she just helped it. But the show had a larger African-American audience than practically any other show at that time of young African-Americans. This Mm -hmm. became clear to me when I was asked to go and speak at some inner city schools in L.A. Mm -hmm. And the excitement of black and brown kids at seeing Peter Parker opened my eyes to the fact that I thought, I've always had this idea that because when he's Spider Man, he could be anything. He could be right. any color. He could be any race. That mm-hmm. I think maybe he was easier for kids who were not white to identify with yep. than maybe some of the other superheroes. It's yep. just a gut instinct. But again, mm-hmm. Chip would have contributed to that mm-hmm. because she would have made, sent the message that we are all welcome here in this world. Yeah.
2: It's, and, it's often been said that full head, that the whole head is covered. The whole body's covered. You can't mm, tell what color Spider-Man is. That, so right. everybody can relate to that. So that's it's right. universal. I think that um, is true. you also have uh, Michael Pataki. I, mm. I hear he was funny. <laughs> he was a funny dude. Talk about, about him a little bit. Michael Pataki was a wicked man in, in the best
1: <laughs> sense of the word. He was incredibly funny. Yeah. Like, she could make me laugh. And um, yeah, he was he was a terrific Captain Barbera. And, yeah. and very funny all the time. He's obviously told me something right then and there that's kind of, <laughs> unless that's a scene.
2: For, oh, no, that must be a scene from the show. You, you have a slight head tilt, like you just heard a dirty joke. I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> and that might entirely be true. <laughs> or let's just say <laughs> a slightly disquiette one. Let's yeah, no down. doubt. And he <laughs> didn't come back. He was in one episode in season two. I wish he would have stuck around in season yeah, too. I don't know why they didn't.
1: I, I, they yeah. shifted the storyline a little bit away from having just one policeman who was kind of involved in every case and yeah. opened it up more. Yeah. But look right. at Chip. I mean, wasn't she? Down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I also have found, in and doing research for this, there is a strong MASH connection to you guys, to that show. So Robert Simon was mm-hmm. on MASH. Mm-hmm. Rosalind Chow played Clinger's uh, wife and MASH. You you had um Alan Alda's father, all Robert Robert Alda, yeah mm-hmm. Alan Alda's dad. And by the way, I've got a funny picture. He comes on the screen just like a Bond villain. L- let me see if I can find this picture. This he has two women giving him a bath <laughs> in the opening. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That is a Bond villain, straight up Bond villain. <laughs> oh that and that fun? was, that was, uh, I think the second episode, I have another picture of you and uh, Mr. Alda. There you go. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm a great sure picture of you that. too. I yes. love that one. What was he like?
1: Oh, he was lovely. And of course, you know, I was, I was a fan of Van of Alan Alda's as well. So yes. I was asking a lot about it, but I remember, I'm sure he wouldn't minded me saying this because it was the character he was playing but although he had a wonderful head of hair himself that that gray in the front was all part of a hairpiece he he wore to give him that great big sort of pompadour and there's a scene in the thing where I actually had to kind of throw him up against a wall and in one take the hairpiece went flying (laughs) in another direction (laughs) so of course we had to do that again
2: but he was and then we
1: had Ted Danson who came in and did and oh. Ted Danson
2: came in and did two lines. Here, he, he I've a, got, I've he got the picture of Army Ted Danson. Here, hold on, I got it. Let's see. There's Ted Danson. He's only in it for a little bit, but that's Ted Danson right there. <laughs> yeah, and that's it was so crazy. Just
1: before he really had, it was before Cheers. Yeah. So yeah, he was, uh, and he that was his one scene. He came in yeah. and showed me something. And, I you're like know. you're, you're
2: hand, handing him a sheet of paper, say go to NBC and audition for cheers is what you're saying to him right there. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, who else did I? Oh, the other connection to MASH was one of your uh, villains in um, the episode called Wolfpack. Alan Ar- Arbus, is that how you say his name? He was Alan the psychiatrist Arbus. in MASH.
3: Oh, that's right.
2: Yeah. yeah. So you have multiple mash people that <laughs> were in your show. <laughs> well, I guess CBS was probably just—they were just
1: cross-pollinating between all yes. the shows.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the, the
1: talk was always that if we went another season, that we were going to try to do something with Bill Bixby and the Hulk. Yes. Where uh, and then Bill sadly passed away, and we got canceled, and that was the end of that. But. I remember, yeah. I mean, it might have just been kind of like a party game speculation, but we were all talking about how we could come up with a story where Peter and and, and Bill's character, you know, and then the Hulk and Spider-Man, because that was kind of a thing back then where if a network had two shows yeah. running, they would try to blend a storyline where, like if yeah. it was a hospital show and a cop show, you know, yeah. you'd do the cop show and then those characters would go over to the hospital
3: show.
2: Right. Well, there is a, if you go to the Wikipedia page for your show, there is a thing that I think in 2002 or something you did, you were interviewed and you said in the eighties, you and Bill Bixby were trying to do something. And, uh, they also said that you might've had the black Spider-Man suit. Cause that right around that time, the black suit was introduced. Was that, did that ever get past the idea stage? I
1: don't know. I don't ever okay. remember wearing a black suit, and I do. I mean, I spoke to Bill on the phone, but yeah. you know,
2: again, it was all just speculation. Hmm. He, here, the fans have drawn what it would look like. There's Lou Ferrigno, and there's your Spider-Man right there with oh, the belt. Fab. <laughs> I had that. What I have up. seen, what I have seen on
1: YouTube, Ellen, you would like this: is somebody clever have mashed together scenes from Wonder Woman, Linda oh. Carter's Wonder Woman, <laughs> and scenes from our show oh, really? where. Yeah. And it's, it's fun oh, because it's, it's funny. kind of like Wonder Woman gets into trouble and Spider-Man comes to save her and then Spider-Man gets into trouble and Wonder Woman, you know, is throwing her that things. Funny. Yeah, well, it's, it's cute.
2: So uh, let's talk more about your guest stars. You had Mor- Morgan Fairchild on the show on the clone episode.
1: Yeah.
2: And. Yeah. That and for the the younger kids, that's Chandler's mom from Friends.
1: <laughs> that's right. I, I still stay in touch with Morgan. We we you know communicate, yep. and uh, she lives in Texas. And she's a really fantastic person. She's right. very very involved in social issues and animal rescue mm-hmm. and stuff like that. She's a very fine person.
2: You had uh, oh uh, let me get Lisa Hawker. Yes, she was in Beverly Hills she's, Cop One, right with uh, Eddie Murphy. I think she was.
1: Yeah. She and her sister—they were the Auerbacher girls. I remember yeah. back in the seventies. They were both very talented young actresses.
2: Yeah. 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 And here I'll, I'll start doing the parade of beautiful women with you, Nicholas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you <go. laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> the masters may get jealous. I don't know.
2: Yes, Julie <laughs> should be jealous. I mean, that's that's Joanna Cameron, of that, course. She played she, Isis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She'd had her own
1: superhero show.
2: Yeah. Yes. I remember
1: the stunt men were all incredibly impressed when Joanna came on the set because it was ISIS, you know, exactly. And a lot of them had worked on her show.
2: And this is a young Madeline Stowe. She was oh, on the show. Gee. Yeah. I forgot she was yes. on the show. Madeline Stowe. Yeah. You, you, uh, escorted her to like a danger. beauty contest. And was that escort
1: to danger? Was that? Yeah, I episode? think
2: so. And yeah. there's a great scene. Cause I, I just recently watched these, and there's a great scene where you grab her and Fred holds her and and or maybe the stunt woman and takes her to the stage on a web. It's really kind of cool. Uh, who else do I have in this file of your guest yeah, stars? So wonderful to see. Oh, and along with the mash connection, there is a Superman connection with Ellen. She was in Superman Two. This actor, and let me pull his name up, um he's an Irish. So
0: oh, no. familiar. Uh
2: Gavin O'Harely. Yeah. Uh he played Brad Wilson the bully in Superman 3. So there's a Spider-Man and a Superman connection with that one. So there you go. Mash and he's Superman. The son
1: of, there was a guy named Dan O'Hurley, who was a oh. director back then. I wonder if this yeah. if, if this boy was his son. Hmm, and, that looks like that must be a scene at the at the university. Yes.
2: Yeah. They they got the uh, the potion that uh, Alan Arbus uh, invented and and put all you guys and uh, Ellen. This is the woman that we should be jealous of that uh, kissed Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> rosalind chow in the hong kong how fun was that hong kong episode that looks like you all had a blast was, doing that one. oh well
1: just to be just to go to hong kong yeah was so cool it was so amazing i mean i i just yeah. loved it and uh, funnily enough ross who i don't think had ever left la in her life mm-hmm. and even though she is of chinese you know descent and is you know of chinese ethnicity you know, she was like more sort of freaked out by it all than any of us. Oh, and it was so funny because, you know, but it was, she was great. Oh, there it is. Um, there, there, the fans her. are saying, yes, uh, that's true. He's Dan's
0: uh, He is Dan Hurley's
1: son. Oh, look yeah, at I thought that. He might be. And Dan Hurley was, uh, and, and Dan Hurley, he was a, was a quite well-known director at that time. Um, that was Roz's very first job. She was 18. Oh, wow. And she'd never been in a, in a movie or a TV show before, so it was great for her. You know, we talked about her in, in the. Pilot. Was, I, I will tell you something about Freddie though in, in okay. Hong Kong. It, When Freddie had the stuntman, there's a scene at the end of that Dragons Challenge or whatever it's called.
2: Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, go You've ahead. I, on <laughs> me. Yeah, oh. it go
0: ahead.
2: Can you guys see me I, now? I can't okay, hear you guys. Oh, that's happened? I can see you. Wait, what's happened here?
1: Oh, he's first. Can you hear now. me?
2: Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, you're back now.
1: You're moving. Me. Okay, all right. Um, there you go. In in dragons, yeah, in dragons challenge at the end, there's a scene where I'm I'm not sure if you guys can hear me. Okay, we can. All right. we
3: got you. Um, um, anyway, there's a scene
1: on the water, and all these stuntmen have to fight, and it was supposed it was like a kung fu fight, and at the end. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure whether you guys
2: are hearing me. I'm going to let you. We, talk. Are, we are. No, we we can hear you. It, it, it's you I think you it's buffering. It?
0: Right. It.
2: Yeah, we can we um, can still hear can't you. Can't hear yeah, you. they. Can. Oh, we just lost him, Ellen.
0: No.
2: <laughs> oh, he's well, the fans are writing. We can now. hear you. Do You
0: know how to get him back.
2: Well, he's got the link. Hopefully, we can um, get him back in a second. Okay. Uh, all the fans are like, Oh, here he comes. Okay. Here he comes. Okay, there you are. Back. You're, you're back. Yay! Look, look at all the fans. They're like, we can hear you. We can hear you. We can hear you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. All. I couldn't, anyway, I'll
1: very quickly tell this story, but, but it's just yeah. funny because Freddie, Freddie had all these fantastic local Chinese Kung Fu guys for this fight. And he, had, okay. he, had, you know, choreographed this amazing fight it takes place on a huge Chinese boat right on the edge of the water. And so these guys are tough, you know, they're really tough. Chinese Kung Fu guys and they're Fighting away and fighting away and then they get towards The end and Freddie said okay this is the spot Where I beat you and I Kick you off the boat you go in the water And they all went no way Am I going into Hong Kong Harbor it was like <laughs> yeah. Nothing frightened these guys Except getting in the water of Hong Kong Bay Wow! so they, that, that They would not do so we had yeah. to get somebody Else to do it
2: but yes Logan it's Spider-Man is back he is back yeah, he, yeah the, That water Yeah i've seen that scene there you go (laughs) Uh, we also had a recasting of j jonah jameson david white right there Mm -hmm. talk about that nicholas he did he did he get sick or something between the pilot and the first season um
1: i think he did and as a matter of fact there david who played the bad guy in the Pilot, who was a wonderful actor, he yeah. passed away after the pilot. He wasn't well at all when we did it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, this gentleman, um, he, yeah. he, I believe he did die as well yeah. between the pilot and, and the pickup for the series.
2: And yeah. you also had multiple Aunt May's. So you had that Aunt May in the pilot. That's right. Uh, uh, Je- Jeff Donnell. I, I don't. I've never heard of a woman named Jeff. Is that? Do you know if that's true? I don't know. <laughs> and no, your second. Remember. Your second aunt May is right here, Irene Tedrow.
1: Irene Irene Tedrow, who was also on, she was also on uh, *The Waltons*, I believe. Oh, okay. I think she was. Yeah, I mean, she was quite well known for other work she had done before this. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I
2: think if you Google Irene Tedrow, you'll see she has quite a quite a credit list. And Hilly Hicks played Robbie Robertson, which mm-hmm. I wish he would have came back in the Bugle. I liked him in that role. Yeah. I mean, that's a Spider-Man comic book character right there. So that would have been cool to have him. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely to see them all again. Isn't yeah. it though? But mm-hmm. again, Alan, you could have easily been Gwen Stacy or Mary Jane that just worked at a paper. I'm just saying, your your chemistry <laughs> between you and Peter Parker is is what they have in the Maguire movies and they have them in the Andrew Garfield movies, the love interest. I mean, you could have totally done it if they just would have changed your name to Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy. It would have been perfect.
0: Well, I wish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I
0: know. Uh,
1: now, I, it's, I If only we had another season. If, if only yeah. we got one. one yes.
0: Two more seasons. I had a funny uh, situation with the first show <laughs> we did. Which okay. I believe my first show was Captive Tower, and yeah. the big bad guy in that was an actor named um, Nicholas Coster, uh, who's done a, a, a lot of work, and he was also a regular for years, oh, yeah. Nick years, years on all my uh, all my children. And I, the first day he shows up, I'm like Nick Coster. Nick Coster, in addition to being an actor taught me how to scuba dive in the Columbia University pool in New York city and was oh. a scuba instructor. And we were in LA um, <laughs> doing Spider-Man and he was the bad guy after me. It was oh,
2: that's, it was pretty
0: crazy. That, that's funny. I scuba I've, instructor.
2: Well, he tied you,
1: <laughs> you up and put a gag in your mouth.
2: Exactly. I remember that. Speaking exactly. of, I've got pictures. Uh, Julie got, uh, tied up a lot <laughs> Yes. <laughs> let me see if yeah. I can find the pictures I, I uh, let's see is it nope it's not there
0: ah uh, bondage
2: oh, <laughs> well <laughs> I thought I had pictures of you all that you guys were talking about before we got on the air uh, you uh, you two and Chip Fields were tied up in a, in a shed or something
0: a really fun episode yes yeah, I'm, and
2: I'm, if I yeah. could find it here we go. Got him, Got it. Okay. Let me show you guys. Yeah. yeah, There you go. That's what we were talking about right there. We were <laughs> maybe some, maybe some of the people. watching
3: remember.
2: Yeah. Yes. And here is again, tied up. <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, let's see. We got Sean saying, thank you all for the childhood memories. Uh, yeah, thank you, Sean. Wow. In fact, should we take some questions? If anybody sure. has
0: any sure. questions, we, Let, let's wait. hear
2: uh, a lot of people are asking about the rights of the, the DVDs and the VHS, et cetera. Are do you guys know anything about why they haven't released it on DVD? No. I
0: have I don't. no idea. And
1: everybody, should, including Quentin should, asked me that.
2: Yeah. I, I wish it was, was out. Uh. Here we go. Yeah, John has a question for Ellen about Saint Elsewhere, by I, the way, which is on uh, Amazon Prime. By the way, which I've been streaming it. I I love that. After, uh, but the awesome portrayal of Ellen played in Saint Elsewhere after ASM of the nurse turned vigilante rapist killer is powerful television, and I remember it to this day. Bravo, Ellen. Thank so you well done, you, Ellen. you you took him out, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: I. Uh, what did, What was it? I. I shot him in the balls, but just to be sure, I then shot him in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> the character of I, uh, St. Elsewhere was an extraordinary experience.
2: Yes. Great. It was, a, uh, it was a wonderfully written
1: show, St. Elsewhere. That was okay. really kind of the, was the beginning of this what I think we're in a kind of golden age of television yes. now, with the writing, you know, on especially on cable television. You know, this ex- astonishing
2: work. Uh, let's see. Doc wants to know, what was it like the first time you put on the suit, Nicholas? It was kind of a weird experience, Doc, I've got to say. I mean, as I said earlier, I'd
1: never even thought I would ever play something like a superhero. And yeah. so you really have to kind of – it's like jumping into a really cold swimming pool. You just have to say, okay, I'm just going to do this. Yeah. I remember the first time stepping out of the, the trailer onto mm-hmm. the street and uh, – in that suit and thinking, oh boy, <laughs> you know, is this the way Lawrence Olivier started? <laughs> um, but you know, it look one, and then once you get into it, you get into it, and then of course it's fun. And, and now I deeply regret I didn't keep one of those suits. Oh, I, I you know, saw there that. There were five question. of them hanging. Yeah. Yeah. There were five of them hanging in my, in my trailer closet. Wow. And the last day of the show, I just got in my car and drove home. And it never occurred to me to even ask if I could have one. I'm sure now
2: the people who have them, you know, uh, are pleased they got them off of eBay or wherever. I don't know what happened. I wish you would have kept a web shooter or those eyes of the costume. Oh, yeah. That's very unique. Uh, what was it like to see out of those lenses? Could you see? Well, you know, they they kept changing
1: because the first ones they kept using kept steaming up, and I just couldn't (laughs) see anything. And, you know, so, like, you're running as fast as you can down the street, and then all of a sudden you're you're blind. So that's when they started putting the little holes in them to kind of stop them from – but then that was weird. Uh, it, It took a while. In fact, it really wasn't until, like, Ellen was on the show that they kind of perfected that suit where they got the boots right and they got the gloves right and they yeah. got the eyepieces right. And by the end, it was great.
2: Right. You know, It was comfortable. Anthony wants to know, did it bother you that they canceled the show out of spite when it was getting good ratings, the superhero network excuse?
1: Well, I'm not sure spite. I think Ellen explained it pretty well earlier. I mm-hmm. think, you know, they, the show got lost. And yeah. once the ratings did go down, it was getting great ratings, Anthony at first, but you know, once people couldn't find it anymore, not as many people were seeing it. And then the network thought, Oh, the show's no good anymore. No, but you know, it's not getting good ratings anymore. I mean, it's weird logic. It's no logic at all, but I I wouldn't say it was out of spite. I I, I think they just made a mistake. Frankly, if they'd kept us on the same night, if they kept us on the same night every week where people
2: knew they could find us there, I think we would have run another three, four or five years. Ellen, what do you think of that? I mean, it it was hard to find the show. It was
0: ridiculous. And I feel that uh, we never got that audience, as we were talking about before. Mm. I I did hear musings that, you know, CBS didn't want to be known as the cartoon network. And they didn't want too many superhero shows. But I I really think we could have found a solid audience. We had Mm. been given a fair shot. And as far as how we felt when it was canceled, I don't know what anyone has told anyone, but it feels dreadful. It's
1: terrible. It's awful. You're
0: working. You have a family of of actors. It's a
1: family. It's the family.
0: Uh, Mm. In front of Mm. and behind the camera, and there's a lot of camaraderie. You spend insane, inordinate amount of hours doing these shows, at least back then. 12 mm-hmm. 14 hour days and, and every day and it's 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 very very sad when it comes yeah. To that. nobody it, wants it
1: yeah in it, fact the the woman who was Ellen's stand-in and yeah. who stood in for you know women if Ellen wasn't there her husband uh, got very ill and one of the very last things we did as a group, as a company, is we all had a blood mobile arrive at the set and everybody on the cast and crew gave blood uh, for her husband. And then like two days later, they canceled us. And so it's what Ellen's saying. It's, you know, it is your family. You love these people. You see more of them than you do of your own family. Way more.
0: Adam
2: Adam has a question. Did uh, either of you read the comics in preparation for the show or meet with the creators? There's a picture of Stan Lee visiting the set I've seen. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I spent some time with Stan in New York when we were filming the pilot, mm-hmm. but no, I st- we stayed away from the comics because they were trying to create something new, as I said. Um, and this created controversy with some fans, whereas in the comics, most of the um, uh, most of the people that Spider-Man has to take on are kind of fantastic figures themselves, you know, whereas in our show, they were all real people. The bad guys were real human mm-hmm. beings. They weren't yeah. like, you know, monsters and, and, you know, the Joker and things like that. They were real people. So they were trying to do a show that was about a superhero. But the crimes that got solved were like real crimes that everybody could relate to. Right. So there was, that was very, a different, very different world from the world of, of Stan's, mm-hmm. you know, comic books. Yeah.
2: Mm. Did Ellen, did you read Spider-Man comics or aware of the character before you got the gig?
0: of course I was aware of the character. I have to say we really were doing something very different than the comic books, but mm. when you get a role or when you have the opportunity to audition for a role, you, you, you're like a sponge. You're trying to soak mm-hmm. up as much as you can. And even mm-hmm. though the script was quite different in in its approach than the comic books. Yeah, of course I read, yeah. I read up on yeah. the comic books. You, know? <laughs> you take little pieces from wherever you can get them.
2: Yeah. It's Tim the wants world. to know if there were any scripts written for the show, but not film like season three, was there scripts for season three at some point? I don't think so.
1: i okay. never heard of that because you know, the thing is, is the way these things work is that to write scripts means you have to hire writers and you have to pay yeah. money. And until they're guaranteed that the show's gotten the pickup for the next season, they're not going to, they're not going to spend that money. Yeah. So I would say, Tim, I have a feeling the answer to that is no.
2: Oliver wants to know if, uh, had the series included any classic Spider-Man villains, what would, who would you have liked to seen on the show?
1: I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I don't know who would, you, you Brad would probably know better than I, me as, as to who got, you think would have been a good match. I've up.
2: got some pictures that an artist has done that mm-hmm. I think you guys will like, let me pull this down. They uh, drew you with like the green goblin, like the rhino here. Oh, so, yeah. so there's like Doc Ock and there's Craven. I think that looks like, uh Oh, what's the actor Charles Bronson. I think that looks like, yeah, Charles right Bronson.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but uh, there's, that's where I got the Hulk. You could have met Adam West, but you, I remember you talking, you didn't want it to be campy in the beginning. I like know. that was that's the whole what idea. was in everybody's mind. Yeah. So we, we,
1: you know, I mean Batman was great, what Adam West did was great for what it was. CBS was determined not for it not to be a send-up of yeah. Spider-Man. That it was yeah. going to try to have
2: the integrity. They had Frank Gorshin as Green Goblin. If you, <laughs> yeah. he, were, he were he was the Riddler, so that would have been <laughs> a little very similar. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: let's,
2: yeah. that would have worked. Uh Let's see. Let's take some more questions. Uh, Mm -hmm. Ellen, was your character very jealous of Peter? What do you think she wants? To date him?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, professionally, I think she wanted to one-up him and the scoop and get the better photographs. They were quite competitive. Uh, Sure, secretly, uh, she liked Peter Parker.
2: Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't?
0: She Especially like Spider Man. but She had a crush on
2: her. Logan. Asked, uh, "What, Nick? What did you do? What did you film in between the scenes for the home video releases? Because they they didn't you guys film a yeah. little thing, the segue, the two episodes?" Uh,
1: well, I did. I don't. I'm not sure if Ellen did. I remember being taken into a little studio. This was after the show had been canceled, and yeah. just to film like tiny little one page scenes that would somehow try to bridge the two episodes so they could, it was like a little drop of glue to Mm -hmm. glue two episodes together. And it it was a little bit of a stretch, I have to say,
2: but uh, they, yeah. So we just shot those in some little studio somewhere, probably at CBS. Your friend Stevie wants to know, what was your favorite of the three movies that you worked on? Um. Well, having just
1: said, you know, how much I love the Hong Kong one, obviously mm-hmm. the pilot, because it was yep. exciting, you know, to be in New York. And then, you know, uh, working on that, on a two-parter with Ellen, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, all, they were always more fun doing the long ones, the long-range ones, because it was yep. like shooting a movie. It was shooting a feature. And that was, you know, it was just more satisfying.
2: Yep. Ellen, what so was I, your favorite? I, I'm
1: sorry, Stevie, I can't name one. Ellen, I love Ellen, what was your all favorite? Food.
0: What was my favorite? I, I don't have a favorite. I just loved showing up and going to work. I, I loved yeah. going to work. Uh, they were all, I like each of them for different reasons.
3: Yeah. watching uh,
0: yeah. was pretty cool. It was a very interesting story, and we were shooting it in some very cool mansion. We were mm-hmm. on location almost exclusively uh, all mm-hmm. over the city, and then back in New York, and then Nick, Nick, Nicholas went Nick. Nick, Nicholas, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I've called you both. Um, <laughs> to, uh, to Hong Kong. But uh, it was a very, it was a fun series. I actually, mm-hmm. I had just gotten to LA and I really got a very good lay of the land just showing up for work every day. We were mm-hmm. all over the city.
3: Yeah, and, yeah.
0: Uh, the main building we kept showing up to was at... Uh, what at Flower and Fifth and downtown yeah. was? Yeah, it was weird. It was an abandoned mm-hmm. uh, office building. I mean, it was empty, and mm-hmm. yeah, that became the um, the the newsroom and oh, yeah. the, the the newspaper. But then we were all over that. Was place. an yeah. all of it. Yeah.
1: That was at a time when that's downtown LA was yeah. really pretty depressed economically. And, and, and also it looked a little like New York, you know, you could shoot on yeah. the streets there and make it look like you were in New York city where we were always supposed to be. Um, yeah, they have uh, a- and, yet, and Yes. Delmo, I just saw your question and I think it would be great to do commentary on the DVD. I think that'd be really fun. Joe has do- that same question. Yeah. Yeah, of course. If, if, uh, if anybody, if somehow they can wave a magic wand and put out a Blu-ray, I'll instantly put my hand yeah. up to, and I'm sure Ellen would too, you know, to some. do commentary yeah. on the episodes. Yeah. Sure.
0: Question. Yes, yeah. of course. Why not? Yeah.
2: Pete course. wants to know, what when you first saw Fred's helmet cam running along the ledge of the Empire State Building, was your reaction, oh my God, like mine is still all these years later, says so Pete. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I totally. I mean, you know, I just I'll say it again. You know, you've got to remember these are in the days before CGI and yeah. for somebody to do that, that high up in the air. I mean, it was just extraordinary footage he got. It and was, it used to the one thing that used to annoy me is when everybody would say, "Oh, I can tell that's fake, you know. He's not really on the side of a building." Yeah. And I would think every single shot is real. Every yeah. shot.
0: It was incredible. He was on the side of the building. He was so high up, and mm. I—we were up there with him. We were down on the street looking up. It was like horrifying. I mean, I was terrified for yes. him. It was—you—you I mean, you almost couldn't look. He was so yeah. high up and dangling off. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. It, it was I- scary.
1: And also, also you've got to understand that a lot of the times when you saw it in the episode, it was kind of a surprise because we had two crews. We had the A crew that was working with us, with the actors. And then there was a B crew shooting the stunts in another part of town because just time-wise to get it all shot, you know, we had to turn out an episode every seven days. And so a lot of the stuff Freddie was doing, we had no awareness of because he wasn't working where the actors were shooting the scenes. And and then you you know you you'd watch the show if you hadn't gone to rushes you'd watch the show and you'd think how did he do that yeah. <laughs> you know? so we were just like audience yeah. members
2: as, like but everybody else
0: we were amazed just like the, yeah you amazing mm-hmm. what he
2: did SoFlo mm-hmm. wants to know if you guys, if asked, would be a, make a cameo in a Spider-Man movie?
0: Ask, yeah. ask, sure. <laughs>
1: yeah, now I get that question an awful lot, and yeah. um, my answer is always the same. I think it would be I think it would be a kick to do it, and I think it would be a big kick for the fans. Yeah. You know, now that Stan, Stan always used to do the cameos. And, yes, but now that Stan's no longer with us. I, 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 and people used to wait for the the Stan Lee cameo in every Spider Man film. Yeah, uh, I personally think it would be it would be fun if Sony decided. To, to have us in one.
2: Yeah. Do you have a role that you guys would like to do? I mean, they've said, Nicholas, you could be uncle Ben and get killed and he, yes. that could be the motive. I, you've probably heard that one. Would you, I get it all the time. That, would you like that role? I don't care. Sure. That would be great. <laughs> I,
1: I'd, I'd be a waiter in a restaurant just to walk in the background yeah. and have the audience go, is that, you know, it, <laughs> okay.
3: would, be great.
0: it would be an honor and it would be, yeah, so it, would be. it would be so much fun for the real diehard fans of the show, because right. we know who we were, maybe yeah. other people might not realize, but it would be kind of an inside, yeah, uh, thing. Yeah.
2: It Look would at be- that, the new Uncle Ben, and Ryan says, "I approve." <laughs> thank Nick, you. thank from you, Uncle Ben. <laughs> Get the petition going. The dude is in shape. He could <laughs> still wear the suit, says Joe. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Pinkman <laughs> wants to know, what was it like working with Joanna Cameron? Oh, well, she was a little
1: bit overwhelming because, you know, she was kind of like a real movie star back then. She had just come off of ISIS and she had like a big fan base of her own. So when everybody yeah. said, whoa, Joanna Cameron's coming on the show. Um, but she was great. She, you know, she she'd lovely, down to earth. Like we were saying before, I, I, there wasn't one bad apple on that show, not one in, in no. the whole time we did it. So, but Joanna was lovely, really good and very good in the show and looks good in a bikini.
2: <laughs> I have the picture. We've seen it earlier. Yeah. Uh, dear Nicholas, it was a character study of you that Peter was very intellectual and take the things that happened very seriously or was it a direction from the producers, et cetera?
1: I would say it was both... Is it Candido? Uh, Candido Gazzoni. Uh, I would say it was a bit of both as I, you may not have been listening, but right at the beginning I was saying that when I was cast, I did say, I think the only way I can do this is if I'm allowed to play him as a serious person, serious mm-hmm. in the sense of a real person, not a joke character. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, he's you know he, he he's majoring in science at a university getting his master's or something plus he's got this job at a newspaper he's not an idiot and 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 he should be intelligent and i mean i looked at a little scene just a a while ago between ellen and me that i think was from um i think it was from uh the one you just mentioned with nick Coster, and you know the conversation between the two of us—it's—it's it, it, it's an intelligent conversation. Yeah. It's not like kind of just throwaway, throwaway, throwaway. You realize, gee, these are two smart people. Yeah. And and so I, I, I was pleased with that. And yes, it, it did come from the direction of the producers and the directors yeah. as well, because we were all kind of in agreement
2: that that's that's what these characters should be. Nicholas said he just watched an episode. Oh, go ahead, Alan. I'm sorry.
0: In fact, when we were shooting at a college campus, uh, that that episode you were talking about where we, and you showed photos where we went mm. in, uh, Nicholas went into the lab. That was Caltech.
2: Oh, wow. So yeah.
0: It was. At Caltech.
2: Yeah. Ellen, and uh, so, Joe wants to know the last time you saw the episodes. Nicholas, say you just watched them recently. Has a, how many years has it been?
0: Um, No, I watched them about... Uh, uh, well, last year I did I, I did an interview for um, for Joe Stuber who's asking this now, and I watched. Oh, there you go. So I watched some of the episodes last year. Yeah, and uh, I, liked I liked
1: them. It's a miracle that they hold up the way they do. It's I think. Uh, you know, I mean, up, they hold up. As I keep saying, you know, when people say, oh, well, you know, some of the special effects are a little bit on the corny side. And I think, well, if you'd given us $30 million, we could have done what the <laughs> Spider-Man movie that Sony made did. Exactly. You know, but back in the day, you know, on the budget of a, of a weekly TV series, we did the best we could.
2: Yeah. Jove wants to know about props. Did you get a web shooter? You didn't get the suit.
1: I, <laughs> I, got, a belt, I got the belt buckle. I've got the belt buckle.
2: Okay. I still have it upstairs. That, that buckle, belt buckle has a, a giant uh, silver head of Spider-Man on it. I, that, right. that was unique. Yeah. Alan, uh, did you get anything from the set as a memor- memorabilia? I got some of my wardrobe. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> she
0: had some nice
2: Yeah,
0: I, I got yeah you, some
2: are, you had better outfits than I did. By the way, Joe says you rock, Ellen. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joe wants you to go get that belt buckle. No, we, we'll lose a connection. What we've well, seen it in the show. <laughs> Anthony wants to know about that funky TV theme. He says he loves that saxophone. It's very seventies, but I love it. Talk about yeah, that, that theme song. That composer.
1: Yeah. He, he's he was a well known film score composer at the time. I'm just his name is just gone out of my head. But but yeah. uh, if you Google it, you'll look him up. And he, he he did a lot of films. And I know now that, that opening credits music. Oh yeah. The second yeah. you hear it, you know what show it narrow, is. Narrow,
2: narrow, narrow. Yeah, you can't. It's it's in my brain from since yeah. I was age five. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh there I can't find it, but several people were asking if you guys have seen the Spider-Verse movie where there's multiple Spider-Men in the dimensions and you two could totally do voice acting in the cartoon of the seventies Spider-Man. I mean, would that I be haven't cool? Seen it, but that would be cool. It's that the only, be,
0: I haven't seen it but it sounds cool. Yeah. It's yeah. the
2: only Spider-Man movie. That's won an Academy award. It was best animated feature. I'm for to try I think to last them. year, if it's on Netflix, I'll have a look. I, yeah. I think it is Netflix. Well, so, uh, we'll Spider Verse, type that in the search and you can watch Spider-Man it. Spider Man in the Spider Verse. Yeah. It, it won an Academy Award. So, uh, the theme song is awesome. There's been some remasters and orchestral versions of it made by fans, and it's an underrated gem. Yes. I would I agree. agree. I think so too. Uh, Thank you. Danzig says, You're stunning, Alan. <laughs> Isn't <gorgeous>? And Sean <laughs> says, They hold up because the performances hold up. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: well, that was the idea was to have the acting carry the show rather yeah. than have the stunts carry the show. You
2: know, Joe, Joe has the composers there Stu Phillips and Dana Kaproff. Dana Kaproff, that's the yep. one name I was thinking Yeah. Oh, the same yeah. guy did Night Rider. That's a, that's a so memorable theme song, too. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Hassan says, Yes, Spider Verse is on Netflix. So you guys Thank can you check, check it out.
1: Thank you. We'll
2: watch uh, it. Thank you,
1: everybody who's watching, by the way.
0: yeah, I was going to say, you know, you were no. asking us a question before about what's it like to interact with fans. Well, you can yeah. see it's delightful. It's yeah. wonderful.
2: Yeah, they <laughs> love you guys.
1: Well, they're, 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 you know, they're wonderful for us, too. It's lovely.
2: An- and Anthony wants to know, did it bother you they tried to pass off L.A. as New York City? Did they well, do it?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, the show is supposed Peter Parker lives in New York. The Daily Bugle's in New York. But, you know, the the reality is, and I mean, it wasn't just our show, you know, NYPD Blue, you know, lots of TV shows. Uh, They will shoot, you know, West Wing. They will shoot in L.A. and then they go to whatever city they're supposed to be in and they shoot a lot of stock stuff. And then they integrate the stock footage into the various episodes, you know. I mean, even shows with much, much bigger budgets yeah. than ours, like West Wing. They yeah. shot the whole show in L.A., but then they'd go to Washington, D.C. for a month and just shoot, you know, hours and hours of footage that then they can integrate into all the episodes. So it's yeah. it, 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 it's not bothering because that's just the way it is. That's the way television uh, works.
2: We talked about Fred, but Pete says that, Nicholas, you were on the railings of the Empire State Building, the 86th floor observatory in the pilot. And I stood hmm. in that same spot in 2010 and my knees were like jelly. What, tell me about that. What was that like?
1: <laughs> yeah. That, well, again, you know, I had the suit on and I, as I recall, oh, well, I did have the suit <laughs> on and um I mean, yeah, but you know, you, it's where the, it's the observation uh, deck where people go and it's, you get right to the edge and I, I, I'm not great with looking over you know the top of a 110 story building but yeah you just you just grit your teeth and do it you know yeah. and and so yeah for that for that scene on the top of the Empire State building it was Freddie going up and down the side of the building yeah but it was me up on the uh, on the top
2: yeah there's no way do you have a fear <laughs> of heights I mean uh, do, no. do either one of you i do <laughs> i don't love them i don't love them
0: i, I yeah I think I, I have a garden variety fear of heights yeah. I think People who go up to the top of the Empire State Building and look over get a little woozy, so yeah. uh, nothing extreme. Yeah, Carl wants
2: to ridiculous. know if you've ever seen the Japanese version of Spider Man in the 70s. Japan had Spider Man in a robot okay. right around but the time your show was on, too. Was it
1: live action or was it it, it was,
2: but it wasn't Peter Parker, it was a different oh. man under the yeah. mat. You're, you're still yeah. the first Peter Parker live action. And
1: that's what I've so, been told is that yeah. I created the robot.
2: Yeah. Yes, you. that's not changed. You're still the man. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Adam, again, wants you guys both in. Thank uh, you very much, Adam. In another Spider-Man movie. Sean that's is it. still crushing on Ellen 40 years later. <laughs> so you should, Sean. <laughs> uh, Anthony says he had to chuckle when he saw palm trees instead of brownstones.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that happens. <laughs> well, that, was, uh, that was a flow.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, Danzig says, you're the goat. Uh, that means greatest of all time.
1: <laughs> oh, well, we think so. Oh, well, thank uh, you, Danzig.
2: Ellen, we Great. got one from Dan. This is off topic. When you did the movie version of the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders, how difficult were the routines? I didn't know you were uh, in that movie. That's cool. Yeah,
0: Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders with Seymour and a bunch of other good actresses uh it was tough i mean we had it was uh we were working with a choreographer and had to rehearse a lot Um uh, yeah it was a lot of fun though i mean going out on the football field with the pom-poms and in the the outfits it was uh yeah it was a dance routine cool. yeah. choreography we had a lot of rehearsals for that it once we ended up doing it though at, the adrenaline pours through you it's a lot of
2: fun yeah i um, think this, this hard comment hard is hard funny hard. from greg on youtube he goes you both are fantastic i didn't like the paper chase because it replaced spider-man on cbs that's right <laughs> <funny.
3: It, it laughs>
1: i remember the paper chase that was the show
2: uh <laughs> let's <laughs> who remembers that well evidently greg does i think that's all awesome. well, Good for uh, you, Greg. That's right. They did. Three Boy says, uh, could, uh, Nicholas and Alice say, Wake up. You're missing a great reunion as it's 2 a.m. in the UK.
1: <laughs> wake up, Russ. You're missing a great reunion. <laughs>
0: hey, wake up, Russ. You're missing a great reunion. <laughs>
3: i'm
1: Um, impressed you're up at two in the morning to watch this again says joe
2: in the absence of an official home video release this is amazing for us fans so uh and here you go danzig wants to know in an ideal world how would you have ended the show or where are are you two together 40 years later in that universe i hope so
0: well, we're here
2: today. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Maybe they would have maybe they would have had a child and the child would have inherited okay. the superpowers, a girl or a boy. There that would go. have been kind of cool.
2: There and is then, a Spider-Girl. There is a Spider-Girl. You, know, you see yeah. that could have been could have been yeah. interesting. Yeah. You know? Uh Oh, Oliver wants. Mean,
0: to the, the, the true thing is, how would we have liked the show to end? We didn't want it to end. Exactly.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, Oliver has, has a Brady Bunch question. Would Doug Simpson and Peter Parker get along?
1: <laughs> I think Peter Parker was much nicer than Doug Simpson. Doug Simpson was a jerk. I mean, after all, he, he dumped Marsha Brady. I mean, that that there ought to be laws against that. You know, you need to go to jail for that. That's like burning the American flag. Dumping Marsha Brady. Come on, uh, I know. but she did deserve it. I might say that's a whole other conversation, but oh, uh, so I would think Peter Parker it, it would not have gotten along with Doug Simpson. He yeah. wouldn't have liked Doug Simpson.
2: Um, there, there's several questions asking about Stan Lee. Uh, did, do you know if he liked it or didn't like it, the show, or if they took too much liberties by taking uncle Ben out of it and replacing it? Cause uncle, uncle Max was mentioned. Uh, yeah. you guys, have you heard, cause there is some changes to the show. I mean, the, your motivation to be the hero isn't because your uncle died. It's because you got bit and you wanted to do good. Mm. So did, did you ever hear Stan upset with that or, I didn't I have okay. heard, I have heard those
1: stories that that you know he the, the show didn't live up to what he wanted it to be for whatever because and I guess because it was different from the the character he created. Yeah. I think this is I think it's a common situation that if a writer writes a book or an animated book or something and then it's adapted to film or television you know, sometimes the original writer feels, well, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a different vision from my vision. And they're either okay with that, or sometimes they get very kind of defensive and protective. I've spoken to some people recently who knew Stan very well, and they said that's actually been hugely exaggerated. He really didn't have that a real yeah. problem with the show. So I don't know the
2: truth because I never saw him again after we shot the pot. Right. Logan loves Ellen on star Trek, the next generation, the quality of life episode. That was great. You, you worked with uh LeVar Burton, if I remember correctly in that, that episode, I think. I did. A bit. What was that like working on next generation?
0: I loved it. Yeah. I, I spent, well, it was a wonderful role. Um, I, the, the whole episode revolved around this, alien humanoid uh, or yeah, human, no, alien humanoid. And yeah. uh, it was fabulous. It was a wonderful show to be a part of. Jonathan Frakes, who was a regular on the show, was also the director. It might have been his first directing gig on the show. So it was, it was wonderful. Yeah. Patrick Stewart is a riot.
2: Oh yeah. I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's, yeah.
0: Very funny man. It, it was great. I, I had a wonderful time. And F- Brent Sp- most of my scenes actually were with uh, Brent Spiner. Oh, okay. Uh, the, uh, the character of Data, because yeah, I, I played a scientist, and right, so we were kind of talking technical stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it. It was. You awesome.
2: had some prosthetics on your nose too, and your a
0: prosthetic uh, yeah, prosthetic on my forehead. Yeah, going down to my nose, and for that. They actually did a plaster cast of my face, plaster cast of my face, like a death mask to be able (laughs) to to fashion it. Nonetheless, I still had to get to hair and makeup around four, four thirty every morning. It took about four hours. To put that thing on, it was, wow. it was fabulous. That, that's a great show
2: to be a part Dan of. Dan is petitioning Marvel to put you two in Spider Verse 2. Uh, <laughs> there was another one that said Has uh, Kevin Feige ever reached out to you guys over the years to be in the Marvel, the modern Marvel movies as a cameo? No. 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 Uh, Fuzzy, it's da- here. <laughs> Fuzzy Dan wants to know your favorite role you've ever played. Who's that to? Both of you
0: feel free. Oh.
3: Um,
1: go ahead, Ellen. Cause it'll take me a minute to think.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm thinking too. Um, my favorite role. Well, my favorite ongoing role in, in, in a TV series was, I, I have to admit, I'm sorry, but Shirley <laughs> Daniels in St. Elsewhere was yeah. just a, a phenomenal character. The, the writing was incredible. Her storylines, um, it, that was my favorite role to play as an ongoing role. Um, now I have to think of. Oh, I don't know. I. I, <laughs> I um. I played. I played a character in a in a feature <clears throat> called Esther Hobbes on a feature called um, The Lost and Found Family that oh. you know, was. Fun to play, and it, it shot in Georgia. Um, so I spent a month in Georgia, that month and a half in Georgia. That was
2: fun. There was up- a they're, they're streaming St Elsewhere, like I said, on Amazon Prime, and I recently watched that over the summer. I'm I'm up to season two. I haven't seen it. Kill the rapist yet, which is going to be epic. But <laughs> there's a scene with you and how. That <laughs> what that's a quote, isn't it? I can't wait to see you kill the rapist. Mm-hmm. But um, the, there's a scene with you and Howie Mandel where someone passes off Howie Mandel as his aunt that he very rarely meets. And you, Howie Mandel had a good chemistry and, and that was a funny scene to do. So it's, it's you know
0: I knew Howie so long ago that he wasn't phobic about shaking <laughs> hands. And uh, yeah. you know what, in, in, in the hair and makeup trailer between Howie Mandel on one side <laughs> and Ed Begley Jr. On the other side, <laughs> been hysterics all the time.
2: Oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> That's funny. Nicholas, your favorite role.
1: Gee, um, they're kind of like, you know, your kids. You you can't really pick a favorite. I mean, you, you love them all for different reasons, I think, or most of them, anyway. Um, I, I loved recently playing Sam Wanamaker in Once oh, yeah. Upon a Time in Hollywood. I loved playing Friedrich von Trapp in The Sound of Music. Um, obviously, I loved playing Peter Parker you know, I, it's the only time I've ever had my own television series, primetime TV series. And, you know, that's that's like, I think, one thing to, that you check off the box for any actor.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so uh, those three were pretty much up there, I would yeah. say. Uh, yeah. So I've, I've been incredibly lucky with some of the things I've done. So,
2: Yeah. I don't want to take any more of you. We're already 27 minutes over what we oh, said. How do you guys want to go continue? How much more do you want to go? A couple more minutes. I've, okay. got, to get, I've got to go
1: in how, a second, but
2: yeah. How, if anybody else has got, I'd yeah. be happy to answer some more questions. Here, well, how about, I've got a ton of them. How about I do fast, rapid questions? Let's see here. Uh, with a seven day turnaround for each episode, what time do you guys typically have to start and finish each day? Says Pete.
1: 5 a.m. to about eight eight at night. Usually yeah.
0: five five thirty in the morning, hmm. to about hmm. seven thirty
2: eight at night. Uh, Stevie wants to see you at the UK in a convention, Nicholas. Yeah,
1: well, I'll, I'll get there as soon as we we have them. Thanks for staying up so late, Stevie. But I mean, all those conventions got cancelled this year because yeah. of the virus. Let's hope we can all see each other next year and yeah. and drag Ellen to one. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, that'd be fun. Does you have any again, they want to know why there's no DVD? Is it a rights issue? Or are they just tied up Sony and Marvel or Columbia whatever?
1: I, I, I think that's the answer. I think somehow, and I don't know I, I don't understand anything. the show was originally done by a company called the Charles Freeze Company. That mm-hmm. company has been dissolved. Mr. Freeze died. the company has dissolved. Somehow the rights went to Marvel. Uh, well, now they're with Marvel. I think they went to Disney first and then Marvel or Marvel they first and then Disney. Yeah.
0: They got bounced and, around with a lot of companies. And, yeah. Based on the residuals, I could see that mm-hmm. it was going to different companies. Yeah. They, this but, is, why? but this is stuff, though, that um, we as actors are usually not privy to what's yeah. Yeah. going on at the corporate level.
1: Yeah, and, and it's clearly there's some sort of legal dispute between yeah. the various companies that own it, and so anyway, they so. want you,
2: you guys as Aunt May and Uncle Ben in the next Spider-Man yeah. movie. Uh, <laughs> that's <a> great idea. <laughs> Joe says on the uh, Comic Book Central, Nick. Uh, he said Stanley told him that Nick did a good job, but the production company didn't have as much money. Well, it was a weekly TV oh, show. I mean, that was right. limited. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm doing them fast. Oh, my gosh. There's so many guys. (laughs) Uh, I'm 44, and looking at you, I feel the same joy I felt in my childhood. Mm -hmm. I love you so much, guys.
1: Uh, Thank you, Marcello.
2: Marcello Groco. Grazie. Charles said, what made you move to Australia?
1: Oh, that's another whole story. I mean, mean, essentially, I came out here because I got a job out here, and then I got a lot more jobs out here, and then I got married out here, and so
2: life took over. You were a great Julie Masters, says Hassan. Eddie's
0: character too. It brought me
2: out to Hollywood. Uh, Any stunts? Well, we talked about the Empire State Building. You're on the ledge. Anything else that uh, was really difficult? The only
1: times, the the only thing that that was ever difficult for me, not, and it wasn't very difficult because if it was difficult, Fred Ward did it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I didn't like occasionally having to walk right along the edge of the top of a very high building. Yeah, you know, uh, I just didn't feel. Comfortable up there. And I have a feeling some of those things we did would just not be allowed now. Yeah.
2: Rockin' yeah. Records says one of the main percentages right. why he saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was because Nick Hammond from Spider Man was going to be in it. So he got, well, you got him in the theater. <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry, Leo and Brad couldn't do it for you, but I'm glad <laughs> I did. <laughs> and Margo, you know, um, I have
1: to tell Leo, well, you know, sorry,
2: but you know. Uh, Actually, Ellen, you were great as Julie um, what what John wants to know about your current projects what you guys are working on now well it's all pretty much shut down at the moment yeah. no,
0: there's nothing going on uh, yeah. coronavirus
2: no doubt yeah. Danzig says you're the highlight of my year and 2020 sucks so this is it man <laughs> <laughs> thanks Danzig <laughs>
3: I'm
2: uh, gonna have to go
1: Brad, in a okay minute. no
2: problem no problem. Thank, we had a consistent hundred. We didn't go very under 90 at any point during this broadcast. Good. So, Alan and Nicholas, thank you for such a good part of my childhood. And I love that show. And thank I am you. not alone. There are thousands plus that love that show, too.
1: Well, I'm glad to be back in touch with Alan. Yeah. No yeah. And the next time. Okay, here's what we're doing, Alan. The next time I'm in L.A., which I hope will not be that far off once planes are flying again. Um, you and Rosalind Chow and I are going out to lunch. Oh,
0: excellent! And I think we should try to get involved in one of these signing conventions.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yes.
2: Definitely. Yeah, they're all saying thank you. They're all saying thank you. Thank you all very much for watching and thank you for loving the show. Yeah, that's yeah. a
0: pleasure.
2: All right, bye bye. that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I sure did. Both Nicholas and Ellen were so nice to talk to us. Uh, just a heads up. If you want uh, to see the video version of this, log on to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Spider-Man crawlspace And you can see Ellen and Nicholas and myself as we did this episode. Uh, I show a bunch of pictures. So it's kind of cool to see that in person. Also I want to remind you about patreon.com slash crawlspace. The funds that go there help support the website and help provide videos and MP3s and podcasts and our website and our social media, etc. It helps pay the bills for all that stuff, which is not cheap. So you also get some perks when you sign up for Patreon.com slash So Thank you to everyone that's done that. And everybody, thank you for listening. I appreciate it.